Hello everyone, it's Whitney and I want to welcome you to Ladies Takeover Empowerment Podcast where we're all about helping you to succeed and become the very best version of yourself. And I just want to talk real quick for a second tonight because a lot of times we look at other people, we see the things that they have done, we admire them from afar, but have you ever taken time to look at your own self and realize that whatever you're going through, it was your past and not your current situation, whatever you've been through, we've been through a lot, everyone has a past, but I want you to know and understand that you don't have to be crippled from your past, you don't have to let your past define who you are, but rather enlighten you so that you can move forward and be the best that you can be. Now, I know it sounds kind of cliche and it seems like that's something simple to do when in reality, it's really not that simple. What you have to do is you have to be able to take your mind, meditate on what it is that God has for you, the plans, the purpose, where you've been from. Don't stay there, but use those as monuments to remind you of where you've come so that when you continue to move forward in your pursuit to be better that you will realize that you are not the same person that you were five years ago you're not the same person you were one year ago or maybe you're not even the same person that you were a couple of months or just yesterday when there's a new day when you are able to inhale and exhale and see a new day then this is another opportunity for you to put your past behind you and be all that you can be so i am super excited because coming up next i have a fantastic guest who is the epitome of not allowing his fat his past excuse me to define him but rather he took that learned from it brought nuggets into his current situation which is propelling him to be so successful now and in his future so when we come back everyone please um help me welcome none other than mr lewis young we'll be right back everyone it's Whitney and I want to welcome you to ladies takeover empowerment podcast where we're all about helping women to succeed and become the very best version of themselves and so guys I'm super excited today is one of those days where you better buckle up your seatbelt hold on tight because we have a special treat he is going to bless your socks off and it's none other than a very good friend of mine Lewis Bitcoin Lou Young. Hey there. Hey, what's up, Whitney? Dr. Whitney. Yes, indeed. <laughs> nothing um, much, the- nothing much. I first want to just say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, be a part of this podcast. We're super, super excited. This season, we're doing something different. Normally, we have all women on and we're empowering women, but we decided to have nothing but men on this entire season to give women a different perspective of perspective, excuse me, of life, how they view things, what's going on in their head. Sometimes women assume that they know and they have no clue how men think and especially successful men like yourself. So with that being said, kind of just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, 
what it is that you do and um, what it is that uh, you'd like to share, whatever it is, with everyone that's listening. Well, thank you, Whitney, for that. Um, definitely want to say kudos to you and all of your success. See you, see you've been growing a whole lot. And I love <laughs> thank it. you. But um, one of the things about myself, um, as, as uh, many of your, your, your fans or your subscribers may know, um, I come from the, the Charles County area, um, been an entrepreneur my whole life, you know, kind of try to sum things up, you know, um, from selling, selling penny candy to, you know, cleaning up streets and snow removal and cutting grass and, you know, being real entrepreneur driven as a young man. And then those same, you know, that same drive led me to, you know, end up going down the wrong path. You know, like a lot of young men selling crack cocaine and, you know, living the street life, you know, and then I bumped into God along the way and he kind of changed me up and, you know, set me on the path that leads me to today as being, a, um, you know, an entrepreneur, a business owner, multiple businesses, uh, you know, I'm currently writing a book, uh, you know, a coach, a mentor, a father, a husband, you know, a, a minister, um, and a whole lot of other stuff. You know that that people may say about me, but um, you know I'm just a, I'm just a uh, what my what my wife called me a, a reform street dude, right? <laughs> that just bumped in the garden, you know. So you know I just take it as it goes, and um, I don't have any fingers, so I don't point them, and um, I just live my life. You know that's it. You know mm -hmm. I, I love to I love to inspire others, and I love to see people try to do their best. And um, you know that's all I can that's all I can do myself. You know. I like how you put that. You just bumped into God one day. Yeah. Yep. You know that old saying where they say that something got a hold of me and I couldn't let it go. And sometimes yeah. it, sometimes that's just the way, like you want to shake it off, but you can't even if you try it. You got that right. And so when I think of you and all of the success that you have had, you've had a lot of success throughout your life. I think that success is followed by failures. And so we need to learn how to embrace our failures in order so to move forward and succeed, but just learn from them. So for you, what is it that inspires you? How did you, I know you mentioned some of the things that you do. I know you do a whole lot more in the community and different things. So like what inspires you to get up, to get moving? Like, what do you do? How did you get to um, the entrepreneurial endeavors that you have right now? It's crazy, um, Whitney, because when people ask me that question, immediately in my head, I go back to when I was about six years old, right? And um, when I was six years old, you're a first grader, you know, and then, it, you know, you had that, that age where, you know, going to school all day long is new and stuff like that, right? And, um, but when I went to school, I had learned how to count by going to my grandmother's house all the time and on the weekend and stuff like that. I learned how to count because there was a store near her house where I could buy penny candy, right? And um, I started buying penny candy and I realized that that one penny would give me one piece of candy. And so I was on the hunt for pennies all the time, right? So I, and the, 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 the store owner, if you wanted a hundred pieces of candy, you had to have a whole dollar. If you had 99 cents, you only got 99 pieces of candy. She's real strict like that. And she would count out the candy. And um, I learned how to count at an early age. And by the time I went to school, Whitney, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Um, everything, for, everything for my, um, every single entrepreneur endeavor started in first grade. 
went wow. to fifth grade, um, and it's kind of crazy. Lunch was uh, 90 cent back then, right? And most parents would give their, their chairs on a, a dollar. And you would get the little dime back. And you give the lunch lady a ticket and she would give you your lunch. But at the lunch counter, when she would give you the lunch, there was a, 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 fish ball, a fish bowl full of atomic balls, the little hot balls, right? And she was selling them for a nickel. And people were giving, all the, the other kids were giving her the, the dime getting two atomic balls. And I said to myself, and those cost a penny at grandma's house. And I kept my money all week. So when I went to grandma's at the end of the week, I had 50 cents. And I bought 50 pieces of candy. Of course, I ate a few before I went back to school. But <laughs> by the time I got back to school, I took that same candy with all of my different varieties. And I was selling my candy for a nickel. Wow. And it all started there. And I'll never forget whole lot of things That's happened crazy. Me years old that kind of put me six years as a matter of fact Whitney I'm glad you asked me that because six years old was also when I decided what my dream car was going to be really yep what do you what was it because let me tell you I know what kind of car you had and because of you my son has said the same thing and he's 10 but this is when did he start seeing you with your car probably like maybe two years ago and ever since then he's always decided he said that he was gonna have a lambo i think it was probably about a couple years back really yeah but six years old i started selling penny candy and um it just took off from there really yeah, that's I, amazing that's, that's right. amazing so out of all the stuff that you've been through through your life and some of the things that you mentioned what do you think has really been the glue to help you get to where you are now to be that successful entrepreneur? Well, I'm gonna say that the, the real glue was, um, first and foremost, is the word of God. You know, I realized that, um, you know, I always tried to fi figure out, you know, what I liked to, to read when I was growing up. You know, my mother and my sister, they would read these huge books all the time and novels and everything, and I just couldn't get into that kind of stuff, right? But um, you know, when I when I when I bumped into God and I realized, you know, you know, reading the Bible was probably pretty good. And I started getting into the Word of God and, and, and seeing what it had to say about not just how to live, but also what it had to say about business and wealth and finances, and um, the difference between prosperity and uh, and and just being rich, you know, if that makes sense, and how to how to identify the difference between the two. I learned that stuff in the Word of God. And um, it's kind of crazy because when I was struggling, because I haven't always been where I am today, I got some social proof that I haven't. And um, I, uh, I I looked up and I said, you know something? Um, I, I got the word of God. I'm still struggling. I'm feeling bad. I'm being tempted to go back and sell cocaine again while I'm going to church and everything. I'm ready to, you know, do all of these these things again. And and I'm feeling bad about the lifestyle I used to live, right? And I'm like, you know. Can anything make sense? And God said, man, reach back and get the fruit. And I didn't know what he was talking about. So, you know, if you got a relationship with God, you know, it ain't always, you know, you approach him different ways. And when we was just having this conversation, I was like, man, what fruit? And he showed me, he said, reach back and get the fruit. And all of that dope dealing I did, he started showing me the fruits that was in it. The lessons that I was learning, the, the business moves that I, that I, that, that uh, the college wasn't teaching me, all of those different things. And, and I still use that same fruit today. I just know how to use it, you know? And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because God pointed me towards something that I was in that I considered a mess. 
but he brought the fruit out of me. That's good. I like that one. That's really, really good. Here's the thing about this, right? How I know your wife. Your wife is amazing, by the way. And um, so did you get that, the, for lack of a better word, like that shade that she probably shouldn't be talking to you type of thing? Or was she, was her family and everybody like, sure, go ahead, y'all are perfect for each other? It was, it was no such thing as like, like her. Yeah, I got all of that, you know. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's interesting because, you know, I didn't mind. I didn't, really? I didn't, I didn't mind. Um, and it's, it's funny because even, even I laugh about it now. I never spoke, spoke on it. And um, I know for a fact that like at the time she had a few friends or whatever might've told her that, that she probably should, should go date other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's cool. We laugh about it now. And it's, it's always interesting because she has a, a whole nother perspective on, uh, on me that uh, I didn't know she had the reason why we're together today and, and all of that good stuff. So, you know, she, she saw some things in me that, you know, that most people probably couldn't have couldn't have seen other than somebody being led by God to see it. Wow. You know, if that makes wow. sense. So. Yeah, absolutely. It does make sense. It's beautiful. And so I'm asking that because there's a lot of people that may be listening that um, they hear your backstory, they hear the things that you have said but to see you and to, to see your success and where you've come from wouldn't believe it and so a lot of times we go off of people's right now rather than what God has for their future and then we make permanent future decisions and plans based off of a current right now situation and so sometimes in our life decisions like you said, it takes a person with discernment. It takes a person to be able to see past what's right now so that they don't miss out on the blessings that their future holds for them. That's right. That's right. I totally yeah. agree. <clears throat> um, so with that being said, <laughs> we're talking about our future and we're talking about our current state in this world right now. And there's a lot of stuff that's happening. And um, you know, as well as I know, that there's a whole movement of Black Lives Matters, All Lives Matters, all different types of things, um, white supremacy groups, um, different radical groups that are trying to make what they believe in their presence known right now. And so with the election that has just passed and all these different types of things, what do you think about, if you think anything, about our current state uh, politically, uh, socially, and how has it affected you, just like as a black man in general? Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because politically and, and socially, both of those things for me go together because on the political side, you got to be extremely social. And the, the thing about the, the social aspect is a lot of the, the, um, the the socializing that's going on on a political level is not being transparent. You know, you, you have a lot of things going on in the background that even me as a minority business owner in the construction industry, um, my business partner and I, we, we face certain scrutinies and certain, um, I truly believe, uh, racial injustices, even in our field, you know, because you, you, we, we, we're 
young black and you know sometimes I mean it's, it's kind of interesting but like sometimes we we don't even you know we try not to even let people know that we own the company because it's you know it you know you don't want to be in a situation where if I don't have the political backing or the political network that another company does you know that could exclude me right and that's mm -hmm. the business sector but then this thing is spilling over all over the place and now a lot of people are, are waking up to all of those injustices right at their doorstep. I mean, you can walk mm -hmm. right out of the house and walk up the street and, and you can be living a normal life. Then next thing you know, your whole life is broadcast to the world and, and you're on the side of the injustice. You know, mm -hmm. so these are things that now a lot of people are getting the chance to see you know, and face and, and actually stand up and do something about it. But it's, it's sad because like, even in, in this climate in 2020, you know, when I saw, first saw what happened with George Floyd, I was it, it, that really moved me to, it, it moved me a lot because I've been in that same situation as George Floyd. Really? I had the, uh, the, the knee on my neck before. You know, I've been there. You know, I've been, um, uh, I suffered police brutality. You know, all of those things. And and it was, it was really sick because I thought, I saw it happening so much. And when it happened to me, I thought it was just how things was. Wow. And realized that you know that there was a better way and a better live a better way to live and a better life to try to attain to, you know. But up to that point, you know, you know, when you're in the streets and everything, you're looking over your shoulder and all that, and the police will treat you any kind of way, you know. what I mean, and not just the police, but people in the community. If they look at you like you a part of a different world or a different society, we all have those those um, prejudices that we may not always speak about. For sure. I mean, you can see that because we just got we just got finished with 45. So that, mm -hmm. that's the biggest one right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. So do you think um I had I was talking to another gentleman and he was talking about how even though this movement is really big and it's really important that especially when it comes to police brutality, that he doesn't feel like he's affected by it and those who are usually affected by it are usually not i don't remember how you said it but like not doing the right thing and so that's why the police tend to bother them do you feel that way <laughs> absolutely not mm. you know I've, I've been pulled over wearing a suit mm. um and and for no reason you know, and, and and I actually I have a friend of mine who's in a um, a certain level of the the, the government um, that actually spoke about being um, racially profiled driving while black. Really. And, and, and in his position, it, it should never have happened. Mm. You know, so it's like you know you you can say position wise or you know um, location wise, but when it come down to the color of your skin. And somebody doing something, you don't have to do anything wrong. You Unfortunately, know, you know, it's, I, I've experienced it on both sides. Of course, when I was running the streets, living like a cowboy, oh yeah, they should have been trying to get me. I, that's how I, you know, I agreed to that lifestyle. So yeah, if I agree to that lifestyle, come on, this is you, you got to get me before I get you. But mm -hmm. if I'm not living that way and I'm an active citizen and a, um, a contributing citizen and I'm doing my thing. You step out of this, out of this house, out of your house, out of the comfort of your home, and go into a community, and there's anybody dealing with any kind of uh, mental health issues or, you know, race, racial, uh, 
you know, inconsistencies where they, you know, they they present well and everything, but when it comes down to it, the racism shows. Those kind of things happen. You know, it doesn't matter if you are doing something. And anybody, and especially, and can I say this? And, mm -hmm. and I think I think this goes with this. You don't have to be doing anything because you're at the mercy of somebody that's that, especially with the police. And this is my thought. And I talk to police all the time. We, we talk, and because and I want to keep it real with them, because you know, keep it real with me. I'm in I'm in the community. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. out here doing nothing crazy. So mm -hmm. if I see one of the Starbucks or something like that, I'm not worrying about. It. And the only reason is because I, I want to see what kind of what kind of character this guy got. Gotcha. Black, look, black cop, white cop, Chinese cop, I don't care what color, ethnicity, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. if, they, if they're having a day or they're dealing with some inconsistencies in their own life, man, you got a person like that that's dangerous without a gun. Mm. But then when, you give one, then, then when you give one a gun and then give them a, a, the, the authority of the badge, that may mm. that may be coming from a place where they're being disrespected in the home. They may grew up being disrespected. They may have uh, issues within themselves where where they haven't been resolved, and then they have a gun in their hand. Mm -hmm. I come from a life where I used to carry a gun, and and most people will tell you whether they carry the gun legal or not. A lot of people can't wait to shoot the gun once they have it. Now there's yeah. some, there's some people out there. You hear police talk about how they they've been on the force and never never had to pull their gun. Great, that's a wonderful. <laughs> thing. But, just, but, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, if you got if you got that kind of power, you want to use it. Yeah. And not just at a target range. You you waiting for something to happen. You waiting right. for the right. Right. Give me a yeah, mm -hmm. you, and they feel like, man, give me a reason. And I've had mm -hmm. police look at me like that. You, and anybody that's here in, here in this podcast and been in a situation where a police had a gun in their, in their face for no reason, know what I'm talking about. They got mm -hmm. to look like, just please give me a reason to shoot this gun. Mm -hmm. And guess what? In my experience, man, I was on the un other end of guns like that, and there wasn't no white cops. Black. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anybody that's real that know what's going on, they know. It, mm -hmm. Black cop, white cop, no matter. They, mm -hmm. and they, they treat us. They'll treat us all the same. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's what's just, kind it's of just scary. That, yeah, Man, it's just that the rest scary. of the world get a chance to see some of the stuff that a lot of us yes. grew up with. Yes, now it's coming to the forefront, but this has been going on, and um, it's scary when I think about my children, and especially when you have boys raising them the right way. What is the right way? Who knows? You know. And um, the only uh, common factor that I can really kind of tap into is like just having the fear and admonition of God, trying to raise them that way. Um, but what do you think has really allowed you as a, an adult that has children, is married, um, successful now, works in the community. How do you think that you switched your life around? Was it really God or were there some other contributing factors that went along with God that kept you along the way? It was it was God who used the contributing factors because he knew that I wasn't mm -hmm. paying attention to him directly. 
I you got know, it. He, you know, he's smarter than us. You know, he said, okay, he ain't he he not listening directly, so I'll I'll throw a few things his way. And um, I like that. One of one of the things he kept throwing my way is is, is is one of his best friends that my um my pastor always says. He says, um, God will use his best friend to get it get your attention. And okay. one, of his, one of his best friends is some trouble. <laughs> you know, so I sometimes, like that. The, the, sometimes the trouble that you find yourself in but just might be the grace and mercy, but you just don't know how it's packaged. Wow. But we can't pick our packages. Right? I and, like and that. I, I tell folks, I tell some of my brothers all the time, I say, man, we can't pick our packages, man, and we can't pick our thorns. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, if, if, if I had to have it my way, I'd be a wreck. I'm not perfect mm-hmm. at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I make mistakes all the time, but I know what to do about the mistakes. You know what I mean? And I don't make a make a habit on doing stuff over and over again. You know, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So it's like, I, I was I was encouraging somebody the other day. I said, man, you know, he's going through a few things. I said, man, one of the best things about this conversation we having because I know for a fact that you don't feel any kind of condemnation coming from me. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I keep, I keep, look, I keep learning. I keep learning about grace and mercy and, and, and experience it too much, man. I know, uh-huh. I know, I know God's smarter than me. Come on here. You know something. Her room. You know what I mean? So, you know, he he he, he loves everybody. He mm-hmm. just don't like all the stuff we do. Absolutely, absolutely right. Um, <laughs> you are so right about that one, and that's what I think may turn people off from walking this life we call. I'm being a Christian because once you get to a certain place in your life, you almost act like you got amnesia and you don't remember none of the stuff that you did. And then you are like looking down at people, got your nose all stuck up. Like, I can't believe that they act like that or they dress like that or talk like that. It was like, it was just a year ago that you weren't, you were in the same place, man. Like, let's calm down a little bit. It's unfortunate. Yeah, and people get like that because, like, it's it's you you got to be careful, and 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 they they sometimes people call it being self righteous, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, right? But the, uh, even that term doesn't even sound right because the self part is always going to be there, but the self and the righteousness part, I mean, no kind of righteousness can even have self involved. Come if, on, if you're, if you're actually understanding what righteousness is, because you know it ain't yours. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I, Look, God God gives us his righteousness. You know what I mean? He already said how, how he views ours. And I know I can't, it's nothing for us to live up to. I can't. I, 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 I keep trying to tell people all the time. I keep telling them, I say, man, listen, I don't want to be like Jesus. I say it all the time. And a lot of people are like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I say, man, I don't want to be like Jesus. Because of the, the commercial side of what y'all, what a lot of people talk about with Jesus, you know, they say the commercial things. You know, they they understand that when Jesus is around the holidays and the, the things that the commercial side, right? But the more I do and the more I love and the more I realize that I belong to him, I say it all the time. I don't want to be like him. I'll follow him, but I don't want to <laughs> be like him. Because, man, look, he, <laughs> he learned obedience by the things he suffered. See, look, they, they described him as a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. You know what I mean? And, and 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 then not only that he was acquainted with grief and then everybody was turning their back on him all the time mm-hmm. you know what i mean so who wants to who actually wants to be like jesus who wants like, to sign up for that yeah now the, the mm-hmm. love part all of the cozy stuff i aspire, <laughs> I aspire all the time. And i'm learning i'm learning so much and i'm 
like I work, I, look, I used to say in the business all the time, work on yourself more than you work on others. But I had to turn that thing on for myself on some personal stuff, to work on myself more than I try to work on my business or trying to get some money or trying to do this and do that. You know what I mean? So even with that, you know, with the success, don't you don't want to let the success have you falling through the cracks because it can happen real easy. Because it's, it's easy to do it, and it's also easy not to if you're not paying attention. 100%. 100%. Well, let me tell you that I thank you for just taking some time out of your busy schedule. I know you have your daughter um there with you and i'm sure she's homeschooling and she wants all her daddy's attention i'm a daddy's girl too so i under i completely understand but um before we go can you just kind of give us some nuggets of inspiration for anyone who's listening men or women um maybe something that's on your heart right now that can encourage everyone that's listening i'll say um good god almighty um and i'm glad we're recording this and, and this mostly for the entrepreneurial Christians out there. Or, you don't even have to be a Christian. You believe in God. You, you're doing some stuff. Um, there's a scripture in the Bible that I love, and people people use it a lot. But I, you know, I'm a businessman. I always looked at it like a business scripture. And the, the, the Bible says it says, "No weapon formed against you shall prosper." Right? And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, God gonna condemn it. Right? And uh, that's 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 a you know, they sing songs about that scripture. But I was looking at that scripture and God told me, you know, take, sell the weapons to the enemy. And, and, and you know what that means? See, a lot of people are scared of their inconsistencies and they don't use the, the different parts of the scriptures to get past things. And some things hold them back for this personal, the personal things are holding back that they don't deal with and then they wonder why the success level that they're looking for or why you go to the same church and one person over here is uh, busting through the roof having all of these successful things and then another person's not right and it ain't it's not a money thing it's a it's a um it's an example of faith we always mm -hmm. said we always said in business and you heard look dominic probably said it before you might have said we always say success leaves clues right mm -hmm. but guess what i say so does faith faith leaves absolutely clues. you know what absolutely. i mean there's always to be some some examples of faith in your life where you couldn't you couldn't accomplish that thing if you you tried without the help of god you know what i'm saying and that's how my life has been from from a little boy because from a little boy with no brothers having to fight by myself all through dealing drugs and living the street life, going to jail a lot, you know, all kind of violent stuff and then getting over here and um, leaving all of that alone. And then I'm looking, I'm like, now what? To get to the point to where now I, I don't work for no one, you know, haven't worked for anybody for years, you know, multi-million dollar company, man. Um, and just, you know, just, just, and still hungry though. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff can only come from examples of faith and failing forward. We talked about it in the beginning of this call. A lot of people are scared to fail. And what you have to do, you have to put the, the, the enemy on, on, on alert and let them know, so guess what? Yeah, you forming, if the weapons get formed, guess what? I'm gonna form them and I'm gonna sell those weapons right to the enemy because guess what? 
his look, the weapons not carnal, they coming in your mind. And if you dealing with different things you can't handle and you worrying about your inconsistencies, you gotta use the other side of the description and confess your faults one to the another so you're not condemned with the world. We got the arsenal. We got the arsenal, but we just don't use it. So if you're dealing with things, you 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 peeping and hiding, dipping and diving, you got inconsistencies, it, it ain't over. The work you still breathing. As a matter of fact, while you listening to this podcast, just take a deep breath. In and out. The throne hasn't gone anywhere and the blood hasn't lost its power. I know we ain't talking about that, but you can edit this part out later if you want to. But uh, that's that's how I use it for business. It's not just Sunday morning, it's every it's your whole life. It's your whole life. So it's like I, I can't believe how many people that confess to be a Christian or go to church don't actually uh have examples that society can point to where they actually stepped out on faith and continue to stand on it. You are speaking. You are speaking. You better yeah, come on through. Yeah, come I'm sorry. Through. That, that's the you, only you examples take I had. The that's you all the examples I had. You know, my whole, my whole examples, I seen, I seen my father hold the house down. I seen him do everything. I seen my parents, my mother always had a, a thing she used to say, used to burn me up when I was little. But she used to always say, listen, baby, if the bed can't hold them, we got a floor that can't. <laughs> you know, she was always taking people in and everything and, and helping people. Friends got beat up by their boyfriends and husbands coming to the house uh, bloody with their kids. We kept taking people in, kept taking people in. And then I go through all of this stuff in life, uh, bump into God, learn learn about him. And then I get married to a woman that want to help people all her life. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And, and then help the same kind of people from the same place where I came from. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, Really, it, it, you know, you can't make this stuff up. You can't mm-hmm. make it up, man. She's perfect for me. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's like, you know, you look at that, and it's all—it's all because you, you decide to do something with the Word of God. And, and it's, it's not just—it's not just quoting the scripture. It's living it. It's actually saying, man, this is—this is, this is what you said, Lord. Okay, well, if you said it, I believe it. You know what I mean? And, and maybe I just believe more enough. I don't know. I know my introduction to Him was perfect. I like how he introduced himself, and um, I'm still with him. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, I think that you helped a lot of people. And um, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, um, you said that you do counseling, you speak, um, you're a life coach, you do um, um, sermons, anything, your businesses, how can they get in contact with you? Like, what's your social handles and all those things? And look, if I had to tell you my social handles off the top of my head, I had to reach for my phone and get it. But I'm on Facebook, Lewis D. Young. I'm on Instagram, Lewis D. Young. Um, you can you can find me uh, everywhere. Um, Lewis D. Young at gmail.com. That's my email address. Um, that's that's me. You can you can actually give it out later. But yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, everywhere. You can type up Lewis D. Young or Bitcoin Lou. You'll find me. I'm somewhere. Yeah. And the funny yes. thing. Yes. Um, you can, we can look you up on YouTube and stuff like that, right? For motivational speaking, all those good things. Yeah. So um, we'll make sure that everyone gets that information. It'll be posted um, so that they can see all your handles and those good things. So again, I want to thank you so much for your time, for sharing with us. And I hope someone who was listening was able to get something. I know that I did, that you were taking copious notes So we thank you. This has been Ladies Takeover Podcast. Until next time, see everyone. Thank you.